be at least a little bit excited. You have to be a little bit excited. Oh, I'm excited. You sure? Duh. We get to record. I love recording with you. When I wish upon a star for that one special girl to take me on the ride to a whole new world. Under the sea of bare necessities You've got a friend of me Cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm People won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you Bibbidi bobbidi boo Like Woody and Jesse And Toy Story 2 Girl I have your name written On the bottom of my shoe Hello Everybody we're back We're here Episode 39 of Bear with Mouse Ears and I am one of your hosts, Michael Agnew. I'm your other host, Zara Agnew. I'm sorry for the delayed episodes that have been going on. The summertime is just crazy, y'all. Michael's busiest time. The busiest time ever. But now I got a solid four or five weeks that are just good. Slash, we're packing to move. Okay, we are about to move. Fine, Zara. Just bring all of the uncertainty in our lives to the forefront of this episode. <laughs> sure. That's all I can think about. Well, this is Married with Mouse Ears. And we're a couple from Dallas, Texas. Um, and we are married and we love Disney and we like coffee. And we just love pop culture and hanging out together and doing fun stuff. It is by far the highlight of my week, but I cannot lie. This episode is also the highlight for other people's weeks as well. Oh, that's so nice. Like, we have so many people reaching out to us being like, guys, where is the episode? Y'all have been behind. Well, guess what? All of our people that, that have been reaching out to us, we will be consistent for at least the ne- this next month. We can do it. As Sarah rolls her eyes, uh. I am saying we, we can dedicate just a solid <laughs> summer month to our listeners. We can do and it. And be consistent. Exactly. So guess what? It's time for now. Yes, your favorite part of the episode, Zara. Fan shout out, 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 So every week we try to give a shout out to one of our listeners, one of our fans, someone who reaches out to us on social media or by email or by whatever. Also, guess what, y'all? We have a big surprise coming up. It's not fully ready yet, but Mary with Mouse Ears has a website that is almost here. So y'all can start re- reaching out to us by this website. It's almost here. You started saying that, and I was like, what is he talking about? We already told everyone we're having a baby. Like, what is left for there to be a surprise? But okay, that, that's By the time surprise. that this episode drops, it might be available. Let's just see. It's marywithmouseears.com. It's not very hard to find. Boom. Mm-hmm. There we go. But we are doing this fan shout out just for someone that reaches out to us. And this person reached out to us a couple weeks ago ago just really just saying hey i love y'all's podcast i have been listening to it i used to be part of the disney college program and she just kind of talked about her experience this is natalie dot quinn underscore she also said oh i would love it if you guys featured some cast members on your show which we don't know a whole lot of cast members we just we know one who we visited we know one pretty well when we were in florida this past trip in march we actually we had like breakfast with her we got to hang out with her if you look on our instagram you'll see a picture kelsey pearson yeah you'll see a picture of her on the um ride that she works on which was kind of fun aka the jungle cruise the jungle cruise um so anyway natalie was a cast member. Well, well yeah, so so Natalie dot Quinn underscore. That's a lot of punctuation. I know. I, I just love saying Natalie dot, dot Quinn. Can we call her punctuation Natalie? 
maybe we haven't even gotten to the nickname yet. We got to <laughs> talk about what she reached out to us I'm on. I'm mostly just excited about the so nickname. So I'm not going to lie. Natalie's Instagram DM was a, full of positives and also some negatives. But the negatives weren't against us. They were actually against like the Disney College program. Yes, it was very interesting. Basically, she said that she um, only did the Disney College program for, for three months. And it just became way too crazy and hectic because she was working at the World of Disney in Disney Springs. Which and, I like that store, but as a retail professional, I can understand that that would be like uh, so insane. That's like, true. Like you can, ident- store, you can identify with her. Yeah, I mean it's like super tiny in comparison, and like it gets crazy at times. Like I'm just picturing like our craziest day, which is probably like the day like the day before Christmas or Black Friday. Zero Black Friday. Zero works at Anthropology, by the way. There is also one at Disney Springs. I would honestly, my dream life would be moving to Florida and working at the Disney Springs Anthropology. Really? Sure. Okay. That would be amazing. Hey, Florida has a lot of churches. I know. They do. I can do my thing there. I know, but then our families wouldn't be there. That's a whole nother thing. Okay, fine, fine, fine. We don't need to get into that. But... Um, just picturing what our life looks like on a Black Friday and then thinking of that's probably like what their every single day is like. Every single day. Like every time I go in there, there's, you know, like stuffed animals not in the right spot and like people just like leaving their stuff everywhere. Like that's the worst as like a retail worker, like having to like put things away, clean up after everybody, answer everyone's dumb questions. Like, where's the line? Where do I get in line? Where is the dressing room? Like, it, it's just like madness, I'm sure. So I can understand how that might have been a stressful situation for her. And maybe she, I wonder, like, did she want to work there? Did, would she have preferred to work like in a ride setting? Well, yeah, like, that's one is, of the things about the Disney College program is you put where Your you preferences, would like to work, right. but that's not, no, in no. no way guaranteed. Yeah, because Kelsey said she, like, Jungle Cruise wasn't her first choice, but she likes it. Well, yeah, so Kelsey wanted to be, like, a character. Yeah. Do something like that, um, and she didn't quite get that. But I'm not, I'm not going to lie, Jungle Cruise would be the ultimate ride job, except it would be super hot outside. I think outside. we talked about this in one of our previous episodes. We did, we yeah, did. Yeah, like, the, out, the outside factor definitely was a big... Part of my choosing. Yeah, and guess what? I would never want to work at the world of Disney. That's for <laughs> sure. I would much rather, yeah, be like working like the uh, the merch in like the parks, but at Disney the parks Springs. parks would also be crazy. I don't know. I know, but that at least like it would be more contained, I guess. And plus you're like at Disney like world. You're like in like the actual park, huh. not Disney Springs. So anyway, Natalie.Quinn underscore. Um, she just said, hey. Thank you so much for making this podcast and giving me in- entertainment from my Disney withdrawals. Yes, we but all get the Disney withdrawals. We all do, even those who worked at Disney. And she said that she still loves Disney, still loves that college program. It just wasn't for her. what she fully yeah. expected like in that job. Sure. It just wasn't for her. And that's so okay. hopefully soon. Um, yeah, especially the more that we do this podcast, uh, we can meet some more people and start doing some more interviews. I just got to get that in, that that interview system down. Do you guys like interviews? Let us know. Do you like them or do you just Let like us listening know. to us? All right, fine. Just go on marywithmousers.com. There is a contact tab. All right? It, and if you go to this contact tab and you send us an email or you just send any re- request, I guarantee you, you will get a shout out. Because now we get a decent amount of shout outs and we just can't say every single one 
on these podcasts. But if you go onto this website, it's guaranteed. MarionWithMouseTears.com. Michael is making promises over here, guys. I, I am. This is like what I do. I I just talk a lot, and I don't know how I'm going to back up my talk, but I'll figure it, it out. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, so can we get to the um, nickname portion? Sure. Yes. This is your favorite portion. What do we know about Natalie? She likes punctuation. She was a former cast member. She worked at World of Disney. And her bio says, consider the coconuts. <laughs> That's all it says? I don't get it. It has to be an inside the coconuts. Jokes. That's from Moana. Dun, oh, dun, shoot. They hang in the leaves. It's all you need. Oh, da, shoot. Da, 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 da. You know, okay. that song. That makes a lot more sense. So Natalie Dot I mean, it Quinn. is kind of like a weird, like lyric like for that to be the only thing in your bio and i'm proud of myself that i honestly remembered what that was i am impressed because your boy did not you did not you haven't seen moana enough or listened to the soundtrack like i have multiple times so you didn't pick a moana song to be whoa 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 no no spoilers here zara awkward no spoilers here sorry about this upcoming episode that's happening with our disney songs right now yes awkward exactly all right so, Natalie Coconut Quinn. Oh. Yeah. Natalie Coconuts for punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too long? That's too long. <laughs> um, Natalie, Natalie World of Coconuts. Oh. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's good. N- Natalie World of Coconuts Quinn. Okay. That's good. Uh, all right. Boom. So, so yeah. So, World of Coconuts is like her, uh, her like stage name. Yeah, her stage name. World of Coconuts. World of Coconuts. All right, Natalie. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the Mary with Monsters family, Natalie. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. Thanks for listening. All right. So, if you like us and Natalie, probably really want to visit Disney World right now. Like, I oh, wish I gosh, was there. I want to. I want to be there so bad. Yo, there is this new churro ice cream cookie thing yes we read about this you can get it at sleepy hollow um refreshments in the magic kingdom um we saw a few people posting about it and one person who definitely posted about it was wendy trent and so she um is with yellow shoe travel a she's a travel agent basically and she can book your disney vacation and she can do it all for free for free so she posted a picture of this delicious looking dessert and it's basically like um churro cookies like churros in the shape of a cookie i actually think that her husband chris trent posted it but yes but she said she wants to go but they are married so the two become one it's the same thing and so there's ice cream, vanilla ice cream in the middle. So it's a, it's like a churro sandwich. Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds so good, right? I took a screenshot of this Facebook post. I sent it to Zara and I'm like, Zara, emergency Disney World trip right now. Stat. Emergency. So if you need to take an emergency trip or like a trip you've been planning for a long time, contact Wendy, um, Wendy with a Y. Not an I. At yellowshoetravel.com. And she'll do all the hard work for you. We mentioned one time she's basically like a fairy godmother. And she... Yes. Or she's like Cinderella and you make her do all the hard work. And <laughs> you you just tell her what you want, like where you want to eat and stuff. She'll make all the reservations. She'll do your fast asses. She'll give you tips and tricks. Basically, she makes it really easy for you to plan your trip to Disney. So, exactly. So give her give her an email. Give her a contact. Email her. Make it happen. Make, make some Disney happen. magic happen. 
All right. Now it is time for the actual podcast, not our back and forth banter. So this episode, we are continuing our series on the best Disney songs. About, I don't know, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, we made a podcast ep- episode about the top 10 Disney songs. Needless to say, it was the most uh, divisive episode we have ever recorded. My dad uh, probably has still not forgiven me and Zara for some of our picks. Families were torn apart. Friendships were lost. Um, Disney ideas were smashed in the gutter. Exactly. There were some people who looked up to us as Disney role models. And then we made this episode and we have destroyed all of the work that we have put forth to being Disney World connoisseurs. I think you're mostly saying my picks were terrible. And my picks. My picks. Well, no, neither of our picks were terrible at all. Just unexpected. They were just unexpected. And last time I tried to put some some parameters, some boundaries around our picks and we just need to just re-clarify things. So last time, I mistakenly said that we should pick our songs based off of three categories. One is catchiness, just mm-hmm. like, uh, do they get stuck in your head? Sure, Two, sure. importance, does the song matter to the, sure. ac- to the overall story? Yes. And three, individual individualism, does the song Same. stand on its own? Yes. All right? Um, like, if you heard that song on a radio, would it still be a bopper? Yeah. Um, instead, what it turned into was our personal favorite songs. I mean, I think we still took those things into consideration. Yeah. But yes, I mean, a lot of personal bias goes into this because obviously Disney is different to everyone. Everyone has their own unique taste and likes. Some people like Dole Whip, some people don't. Some people like Hercules a lot. Some people don't. So, you know, it's just going to be... Very, 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 very true. Our list is not going to look the same as anybody's list maybe so that's why today we're coming back with 11 through 20 yes the next 10 to because obviously there's so many great songs out there like literally so many so many that this will probably be an ongoing segment every you know whenever we just feel like doing it we can easily do a top 50 we will probably end up doing that that sounds about right so this is the next um chapter in our our storybook about Disney songs. Because last episode, I was... Um, Torn, upset. Yeah, I was distraught. Distraught. Over the songs that we left off of our list. There's so many. And I made a new list, and I'm going to be distraught, Still distraught. again about the songs that didn't make it. Because you only get to pick five, and I only get to pick five. So Ex- it's like... Exactly. I have nine songs on my list right now. And I'm pretty confident that five, maybe six will be chosen because Zara is not going to choose songs from my list. I have 10 on my, like, potential list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we will see what happens. But, Zara, we have had a month leading up to this moment. You have had a month to think about what your next favorite song is. A month to think about the songs that got left off of our top 10 list. So I want you to follow it up with your number 11 pick of your top Disney songs. Okay, I'm going to go with When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio. Well, what a quintessential Disney classic. I know. Doesn't it just give you all the feels just thinking about it? It truly, truly does. This, like, song just says magic to me. And it's used in so many, like, 
fireworks shows and you just like hear it when you go to the parks and it just makes you think of like magical moments in Disney time. And you think about wishes that you're making and you think of cute little Jiminy Cricket and the Blue Fairy. Yeah. And it just gives you all the feels. When you wish upon a star for that one special girl. To take you on a ride to, to a, a whole, whole new, new world. world. Under the sea of bare necessities. I know. Like it is. It, it, it is in the there. First, the first song, line. The first line that in you my reference. Best Disney rap song ever created. So yes, I agree completely with you. Do you agree that this like gives you the feels? It gives me the feels, but it's one of those things where I think of it as like a Disney song. Like whenever I think of Disney songs, this is definitely on the Mount Rushmore. But as personal songs, like would you, you probably wouldn't listen it to it. It doesn't like, like resonate I know. with me as much, right. so I understand why it didn't make our top ten. Right, but but, but it should be in the top twenty. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Okay, good. That makes me feel good. Uh, uh, when when was the last time you saw Pinocchio? By the way, oh, years, like years, probably a decade. I know, I know. My that used to be one of my brother's favorite movies, and. When we talked about our Disneyland trip, we talked about how creepy that ride was. Yes, it was very, very creepy. Um, little family backstory. My grandpa, who I really only saw like four times growing up in my whole life, one of my only mem- memories of meeting him was he came and gave us this giant jar of animal crackers and Pinocchio mm-hmm. whenever I was like a, a little Pinocchio kid. Like a Pinocchio stuffed animal? No, like Pinocchio the oh, movie. Oh, like the movie. Yes. Okay. Interesting. One of my, yeah. So Well, that seems like a good present. I guess so. Sure. Sure. All right. What's your uh, pick next? Number 12. Number 12. My pick, the pick that has been haunting me that I did not put on this um, list, my top 10 list, is part of your world. Oh, yeah. For sure. Little Mermaid. So now we have two Little Mermaid songs in the top 12. Yeah. Nothing says teenage angst, like part of your world, wanting to break free from... Your parents control just wanting to be an independent and freedom and make your own decisions. It's also like very girl power. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Apparel just recently came out with a T-shirt that says bright young women sick of swimming. Red- bright young woman ready to stand, I think is what it says. Oh. So it's just like very girl power. Like she is sick of being stuck where she is. Sure. She's ready for more. A true p- power ballad. It really That's is. That's for sure. She is, yes. I cannot lie, even though, sure, girl power, the amount of times I have been in my car or in the shower, sure, and I just start singing this song at the top of, of my lungs. It's so good. I have no shame. You have that, like, wave crashing moment at the very end. It's like, and you just, it's just, like, so good. It's it's it just glorious. reaches that climax, and you're like, yes. yes, yes, Ariel, you can do anything. You can have legs. You can fall in love with someone you don't know. Don't you let can anyone, do it all. Don't let anyone tell you what you can't do, Ariel. Shut up, King Triton. Even you're not if, in charge. Even if that means ruining your whole family legacy and basically bringing the end to your entire kingdom that your father has worked diligently for decades to build. She has like five bajillion other sisters. It's fine. Yeah. One of them can take over. Sure. It's, we don't need we don't need her. It's so, okay. So yeah, that was my number 12. I'm glad that we are starting off this list with two very Disney classics. Oh, yeah. So good job by us. Yeah. What is your number 13 pick? I'm going to go with 
supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh my Even goodness. Though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. <laughs> I obviously also love that song. <laughs> I said that Mary Poppins was my number one non-animated, non-animated. Disney, I know. Disney movie. It's good. It has, I, that was, I had like three different ones from that movie and I like kept erasing them and like picking a different one. So there's obviously like, that soundtrack is for sure amazing. Um, so it was definitely a hard decision, but that one is just so fun and it's so fun to say and it's just so weird. Yes. And it's just like a very upbeat, peppy exciting song that I just had to go with that one. And like, who knows what that means? It's just, yeah. I mean, you just say it when you don't know what else to say. That's one of the great things about Disney. It's just their ability to make up words. Yes. And everyone like freaks out. As in last time you had Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo in in your top 10. Recently, I did some spoken word stuff uh, for this event and I did my Disney rap song. And as soon as I said Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, Oh, the whole crowd just freaked out because that's like a weird word. Be, because everybody knows "bibbidi bobbidi boo" just connects with Disney. It is. Also, it's, shout out to "bibbidi bobbidi bakers" triple B's, the big baller brand. We just love throwing it back to those triple B's. Anyway, that is my my next pick, Mary Poppins. Um, the what was that movie that came out with uh, Tom Hanks? Um, with Tom Hanks, yeah, the Toy one, Story, the one, no, no, the one about Castaway, no, <laughs> Forrest Gump, no, the Terminal, the one about the backstory, big of writing Mary Poppins and P.L. Travers, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, we liked that Saving movie. Mr. Banks, exactly. Sorry, maybe Tom Hanks's off. favorite best role. I don't know, um, as Walt Disney, but uh, maybe that I think just. Made it much more brought awareness to Mary Poppins and just the reemergence of it, the excitement of it. And now we have a new Mary Poppins live action coming at the end of this year with Emily Blunt. It's going to be so good. Are you excited about that one? I am. I feel like they like release that teaser trailer. It's been so long. And I haven't seen a real trailer. Mm -hmm. I'm way more hyped for this Winnie the Pooh live action movie. Yeah, that looks good too. We get two like crazy live action ones. Yes. Like within like a short time period because I think that comes out in the fall or is it late summer? I don't know. And I feel like, and then Mary Poppins is um, like in December, but it's exciting. Correct. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Poppins, for continuing a legacy. We might need to do Staying a, relevant. a podcast episode sometime on our opinions on the live action remakes and just like the reboots of, of, of classic Disney movies. Sure. Because I know that that has been a hot topic for a lot of people. Has it? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for my next pick? Yeah. Number 14. <gasps> So my number 12 pick was a song about transition into teenage angst. I think there's just like a theme in, in my life. A lot of people think of Disney as like child songs or like married people, parent songs. But for me, I have been a Disney fan my whole life. And so Disney songs have been a theme for a lot of my uh, growing up years. All right. So not only just teenage freedom but also the transition from boyhood to adulthood. And no other Disney romance love song paints that picture 
Like, can you feel the oh love tonight gosh. from The Lion King? Oh, my gosh. Again, so many songs from The Lion King. This is the one that you went with. Elton mm. John, bringing on the spiciness. Mm, Yo, I mean, this is the most... Um, sexually charged? Sexually charged, sure. I'll, I will say that phrase, sure. Yeah. Uh, Disney song ever. About lions. About lions. This is basically... Modern day, this is whenever you stop playing Fortnite with the boys and and just start focusing on girls and going on some 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 hot dates. That's what this is. Simba was just chilling with his boys, eating <laughs> bugs, just walking around, rolling around in the dirt. Nala comes back and she's like, Simba, we need you. And, he's like, I need you first. And and he's like, Hold up, girl, let me get Elton John. Let me get that record player going because we got to have a little uh, Lion King cut, cuddling time. Hmm. That's just got awkward. Sorry. But it is true. Do you think when we were kids, I mean, we didn't know what this was about. Oh, no. We had no idea. No. I mean, this came out probably when we were like, what, five, six, seven? I don't know. I think zero. I think it, <gasps> I think it came out in 91. Oh, my God. We were zero. The movie. We were not even one years old. That sounds about right, actually, now that you say that. So, yeah, obviously we didn't understand it, but as you grew from a boy to a man. I'm sorry. It came out in 94, so we were three years old. Still, I was not right either, and you were also not right, so we were both not right. Correct. Um, we are wrong together. We are wrong together. But this is a great pick. Uh, there, not- is no be- there is no better marriage motto than being wrong together. <laughs> That's a perfect... Phrase for the Agni life. Oh gosh, yep, that's a good one. Not what I would have personally chosen from Lion King, but again, this is why it's personal. This is your list. It's not my list. It's, I know all. It's of emerging the, of the list. All of the circle of life lovers are getting really angry that we have chosen um, mm-hmm. three Lion King songs, or I have personally chosen three Lion King three. songs over Circle of Life so far. You had Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Can't wait to be king. Oh, you put that one? You did, did that I put one? that one last time? I don't time? think you did. Oh, I didn't. You're right. Okay, so Two. this is only the second line. Second lion. And second Lion Little king Mermaid song. song. I'm just saying. We're showing some love for our personal sure. favorites up in here. Well, why not? That's true. Why not? All right. What is your number 15 pick? Throwing it way, 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 way back to... You Can Fly from Peter Pan. Oh, what the heck? I didn't even remember this song, Zara. Do you remember it now? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> Have you heard it? In all of my studying of these songs, of trying, of just listening through the Disney Classic CDs. Think of a wonderful thought. Oh, my gosh. Any happy little thought. Great pick. Great pick. I know. It just makes me happy. I, I just like it. I just like the idea that they're learning how to fly. They make like references to things in Neverland, like think of a mermaid lagoon, and it just makes me happy. And it obviously makes me think of the Peter Pan ride, which is so popular and hard to get on unless you have a fast pass. But it just seems like a classic to me. I just want to listen to it and think about flying. Yeah, no, that is definitely a very Disney classic song. I just want to think about pixie dust. Yeah. Being sprinkled on my butt, and then I'm just like... It also makes me think of like Philhar Magic, the scene with like Donald Duck, and he's like, do, 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 and he's on the clock. Yeah. We should have a discussion on Philhar Magic sometime. Like a more in depth discussion? Well, I just want to go out there and say, 
it needs to be updated. Whenever it came out, I loved it. Mm -hmm. And there are people that come to Disney World for their first time and they love PhilharMagic still. And so obviously my expectation and their expectation is different. But man, we just need a little update on that. Like how long has it been? Like 10 years? Probably. I I feel like my 3D glasses never work there. They're never good. You know, it is good. Getting squirted with the water when it's super hot. And the apple pie smell. I know, but now like the whole theater smells like apple pie smell. It 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 smells like Febreze. Okay, Duh. or just like a a candle that doesn't work very well. Or that, sure, that's sure. a better more... one. Apple pie candle lit at the very front of the theater. Yeah, yeah, but I still like it. We talked about it being just good for when you need to get out of the heat. Yeah, because there's usually not a very long wait. I mean, it's probably still the best 3D show. I am still a lover of The Bug's Life. Ugh, gross. Sorry. Ugh. But let's get back on topic. Anyway, okay, I picked You Can Fly. What is your next pick? My number 16 pick. Just really because we have been going down uh, this road of, of Disney Classics, and I feel like we have made up for our lack of Disney classics in mm. our top 10. Yes. I'm, I'm ready to, to just, just branch to out. Just branch out. Yes. Yes. I'm ready to uh, stand on a unpopular opinion, maybe, or one that is a little bit new and hasn't been fully realized yet. But I'm hoping that soon it will be realized. And that is that Remember yes. Me from Coco yes. is one of the most yes. beautiful Disney songs I have ever heard in my lifetime. I have that on my maybe list. It is the most emotional Disney song I've ever heard. I cry every single time. Mm-hmm. And all of you white people listening to this who have not seen Coco because it's of a different culture, please go watch it. It's on Netflix right now. I watched it the other day. It's it's great. It's great. It's so good. I like the fast version that um the like the actual singer sings and then the slow version that like you hear Miguel singing with his yeah. grandmother. Oh, both versions sorry. are good. The slow Miguel version yeah. is the best version. Yes, there is no other opinion. Well, I, I I like both of them. Is what I'm saying. Sure. They're both good, but yeah. the slow version obviously. Okay, well, the wins. slow Miguel version deserves to be in the top sixteen. Yeah, because it's so good. It does. It is great. I bet that in ten years, this will be one of the most emotional, iconic Disney songs, or at least I hope so. It's super good. Remember that whole soundtrack, me. exactly. Man, oh man! I like the whole soundtrack. It's it's definitely great. Has some other good ones on it. Yes, it yeah it does. I haven't seen it enough times yet. Poco to... Loco. That's when I kind of forgot uh, about it. Uh-huh. Un Poco Loco. And then I and then I watched it the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, that song's cute too. It's good. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, that's a good pick. I like. I definitely like that one. All right, good. So, what is your man? We are flying through this we list. We are number seventeen pick. Since you went kind of new school, Pixar, uh-huh. I think I will also take a turn in the opposite direction and go new school Pixar. Bring it. Please do what I think you are going to do. But you don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what. I'm going to say, you're welcome. Whoa! You are going to say, you're welcome over how far I'll go? Personal bias. What can oh I say? Oh my gosh. It was a hard choice. I do... I. Out of so, if you're not sure what we're talking about, this is from Moana, um, and it was a hard decision between Moana's like ballad song about finding her way across the ocean and like 
what she will do to, you know, cement herself and who she'll become and all that stuff. But this is such a fun, like, this I think is arguably the most fun besides, like, the weird Tomatoa, like, um, Shiny song, which yeah. is also hilarious and funny. I'm still torn on Shiny. Shiny yeah. is such a, a divisive song. It's so weird, but sometimes I, like I it. sometimes I love it, and sometimes I'm like, "How is this a Disney song?" And how did this make it into the movie? I know. Um, so I picked. I just went with "You're Welcome," which is another like super fun, just like catchy, catchy it song. But it stands catchy. on its own. Yeah. It's it's just good. Do you like the rock version? No, ew. Or the Lin Manuel version? Lin. All right. The one that's in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. There's one where the rock is singing it. Oh, that's weird. Whatever one is sung by Maui okay. in the movie, which well, I think is just the Lin the Lin Manuel version. Well, Maui is the Rock. I know, but is is he singing that part? I don't know. Anyway, it's just fun. I when I saw it, I wasn't sure I like it, but now when I think of Moana, that's one of like definitely the top songs I think of. Okay. Yeah, just for clarification, on the soundtrack, there is the You're Welcome, which is the Dwayne Johnson version. And then later in the soundtrack is You're Welcome with Lin-Manuel. So, so you're saying The Rock really did sing that. Yeah, that he really did. So wow. Well, he sounded good. All right. So I honestly just paused this podcast just so we could listen to 30 seconds of each version. Now, Zara. I was confused. Now it all makes sense. In the movie, The Rock is the one singing that song. Correct. That is the version I like, the movie version, because later on the soundtrack is just like jazzy, like hip hop. It's like weird. this hip hop trop- tropical Drake it sounding is. song. So it's Jordan Fisher, who I like Jordan Fisher because he was on Dancing with the Stars. Um, and he's like very in deep with the Disney stuff. Uh, he Okay. He sings on things. Um, and Lynn Manuel Miranda brings the sick beats, which is rapping. Ten times better. Sure. That's like actual rapping compared to The Rock just like speaking it. Yeah. But that version is like so weird. Like I like it. It's just like not the classic what I know and love. Sure. So that ends the argument. There you go. Do you think that whenever The Rock was making his goals ten years ago for how he was going to take over America and probably the world because that's what he has done so far. Correct. Was on his top ten list make a hit Disney song. And be on the Married with Mousers podcast top 20 Disney songs list. I seriously doubt it. Because that is like a hero. Is too. one he's of the like greatest things he has ever the achieved. The main male character in that movie. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Well, it's one thing for him to be Maui. It's one. It's another thing for him to sing this song so well. That and he it makes be it onto so our podcast. That Everyone loves it. Now, I know Lin-Manuel wrote this song, and Lin-Manuel created a musical about Alexander Hamilton, this random founding father, and to be probably the the best musical in the last 20 years. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so he could create a ex-pro wrestler to sing a hit Disney song as yes. well. Yes. I feel like we have either A, listen—I've listened to a deep dive on The Rock before— and B, we have like briefly talked about it, but his his rise to fame and his career very interesting. Oh no, it's very very real. Maybe whenever we run out of like pop culture things to talk about, we can just do a rock centered podcast. But yeah, no, the homie was definitely like a failing wrestling star, and the dude could easily in fifteen years be the president. Like like if there were 
over under 30% odds that The Rock would be the president? I'm going over 30% likely. Huh. Yeah. Wow. I've picked four things, and I just realized I only have one pick left. Oh, that's rough. But you have two picks left. Dang. So you're saying that my pick is number 18. Mm-hmm. And I have two more picks left. This is honestly super, super, super hard for me. There are two songs from one movie that we have not referenced yet that I love. Mm. There are two villain songs, not even counting Cruella DeVille. By the way, I said that last podcast episode, Cruella DeVille was the best villain song. That was a bad, awful, horrid take by me. That's why I said go back and pick Frozen over it. I'm so glad that you made me do that. Also, yeah, we only have one Frozen song so far. I know. Um... There is a song from a movie that has already been referenced last podcast episode that deserves a better uh, song, but I'm going to go with one that, so depending on what your next pick is, will definitely highly influence my last pick, but this song is really, like I identify with this song so much, the amount of times that I listen to this song whenever life gets too stressful and too hard, um, I just can't lie to you by saying that. Bare Necessities. I knew you were going to pick this. Is I knew it. One of the most Michael Agnew songs there has ever been. I knew it. It was on my short list and I knew you were going to pick it. I mean, like the idea that, hey, just live a simple and happy and true life. You don't need like the flashiness. Baloo is just this bare bum, this bare beach bum, this bare river bum and just hangs out and floats the river and just chills. Um, so yeah, so the next time that you are like stressed out about school or relationships or just life in general, listen to the song because I promise you I do and it makes me feel so much better. So Bare Necessities, um, The Jungle Book Needed to Get Some Love. And I'm saying Bare Necessities like the original version, not the remake with Bill Murray, although Bill Murray is iconic and he is Bill Murray, like there's nothing else to say. Um, the original version with Baloo, I don't know who played Baloo, but that was like 50 years ago, um, was great. Although the Disney Jungle Book remake was awesome. Christopher Walken, uh, was amazing. A lot of people were amazing, but the original Bare Necessities takes the cake for me. All right, Zara, that's my number 18 pick. That was good. What, I agree. That's a good song. What is your... 19, your last pick of this episode, your last pick of the next 10 Disney songs. This is, you're going to have, like you said, it's hard. Another month that this decision is going to haunt you. I picked mostly, okay, so I picked three like old school ones. Then I have one new school one. I think I'm going to go new school again. Ooh. And since you. Picked a last-minute Frozen one last time. I'm also going to pick a last-minute Frozen one. Oh, this wasn't even on my radar. I know. Okay, Exciting. do it. Exciting. I'm going to do... There's so many good songs in this movie. There there, there are, but... I'm going to go Love is an Open Door. Okay. I just... Oh, I, I want to sing uh, okay. along with it when it comes on. That's very, 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 very true. I want to sing it. There are... Yeah, that's one of the most like clever songs. It's that, so clever that that they have made. I you are it's correct. It's cute. It's trendy. It's clever. I want to sing with it, even though she's singing with an evil villain. We finish eat each other's sandwiches. It's so good. one of the funniest, quirkiest, weird lines. You've Disney seen it has on t-shirts. Written. You've seen it on like it's it's just good. Yeah, 
I was wondering if you were going to say, do you want to build a, a snowman? I, that was that was an option. Yeah. But like love said, is an open so door. so many good ones. It's so true. Love is an open door. It really door. is. For us, it was. We yes. do finish each other's sandwiches. We do, though. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy John's, you don't eat it all? I'll eat it. I have this weird mental thing whenever I finish, like, anything, really. A hot dog, a sandwich, a cookie, um, anything. Whenever I get down to that last bite left, my brain just shuts off or my stomach shuts off. And it's like, I can't do this. I'm going to throw up if I eat this last bit. And then sometimes I'm like, hey, are you going to eat that? So then I give it to Zara and I will start a second sandwich or a second hot dog. Before I can finish this last Which bite weird. of the first thing, it's like my my stomach is like, yes, yeah, start this second thing, but finishing this first thing is too much to overcome. Makes no sense. It doesn't. So that's why you finish my sandwiches for me. I do. I finish your sandwich. Because love is an open door. It is. You are Anna. I am Hans. Evil Hans. <laughs> <laughs> of the Southern Isles. Of the Southern Isles. Okay. All right. Last pick for you. Zara, now I am completely confused, and I do not know what to pick, and I'm leaving off... I just want to know where you thought I was going to go. I really did not think you were going to to go Frozen. So now I, we have two Frozen. Um, thought that there is two one frozen, song... Two Frozen, two Lion King, two Little Merms. There is one song that I am kind of bummed is not on this list, Are but I already had one Girl Power song... So I could not do two girl power songs in power. in my next list. So I'm not going to say it. There's another one that I love that that is iconic by a great composer and artist, but I cannot pick it because there needs to be a villain song and the ultimate number one villain song. I'm going with Lion King yet again Holy is crap. be prepared. So many Lion King songs. Circle but. of Life fans just keep getting bummed out because guess what? Be Prepared is the scariest villain song Terrifying. of all time. Be it Prepared is, for the Thrill of a Lifetime. It like, is, I will be prepared for that. Basically, yeah. So Scar is like, hey, I have this plan to overthrow my brother. So I'm going to get all of these vicious, scary looking hyenas in this dark cave Except with this Ed. green fire. He just looks dumb. And... It just gives me goosebumps every single time. Yeah, he's basically talking about how evil he is, and you better be prepared for the evilness that is to come. Yeah, that, I agree. I think that may be, yeah, the best villain song. I have one other villain song that mm-hmm. it's really, so Be Prepared is 1A. This other one is 1B, but mm-hmm. I'm going to save it. Mm-hmm. It'll probably get referenced next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the, the villains just need a shout out because Disney would not be Disney without the villains and with the movies would not be yeah what they are without having to overcome evilness and awfulness and villainousness it wouldn't be they wouldn't make our heroes heroes they would just they would just be going through life falling in love and being normal but not having to overcome horrible obstacles like your poor 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 lion father being thrown off a cliff by his brother. His brother betrayed Into him. a stampede of wildebeest. It's pretty awful. To where you can't... Well, no. He found his body later. But, man. Whew. That is a heartbreaking moment. All right. You want to hear something really wild? Sure. So, Jeremy Irons is yes. the guy who plays Scar? Yes. 
Jeremy Irons is Alfred in the new Justice League and Batman versus Superman movies. And I didn't fully realize that in this moment. Imagine going from Alfred, Batman's butler, from Scar. Huh. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, that is all that we have for our top 20. Do you think we redeemed ourselves some? I think that we definitely did. I think that there are people who probably love a song so much that it should be in their that it is in their top five and it's not in our top 20 and we will be hearing back from them on that but that's okay that's what this podcast is all about having hot takes and standing by those hot takes and yeah boom that's the agony way of life am i right sure sure it's the married with mousers way of life all right now it is time for marriage moment marriage moment All right, for our marriage moment, one of the reasons that we are behind on this podcast is because last week I was on a mission trip to Houston with my youth group. Michael's hometown. My my hometown. So it was great. We took 190 people. It was insane. But it was actually super awesome and rewarding and exhausting. I will not lie. Uh, So we came back and then it took me a few days just to, you know, recover because that was such a, a large trip. But the most defining Michael and Zara marriage moment of maybe any marriage moment happened two nights ago in our house. Zara, do you want to set the stage or should I set the stage? I guess I will. And it's funny because my mom hasn't even heard this story yet and she's going to hear it on this podcast and she's going to freak out and be like, why can't you tell me this happened? That's so funny. We actually had dinner with her before this happened. Yes. And she's like, I like listening to your podcast because I hear things about your life that I would not otherwise know. <laughs> so this is number one, one of those things. Yes. So we are we come back from dinner at my mom's house and hanging out with her. Um, Michael, we were driving in separate cars. Michael um, gets there a few minutes before me. I guess he hadn't turned on the lights. He like went to check the mail. Um, I walk in. I immediately turn on the lights. And a bird a live bird starts flapping its wings and flying around time out i've been wondering why this bird got into our house and that's why because i went to go check the mail and i left the stinking door open maybe that's what happened Mm. i thought that it came through the chimney i still think it came through the chimney all right so anyways yes so i so i get in zara is hysterical and and frantic because a yes a live bird is flapping through our dark house and oh man it is like flapping like like nobody's business it is um scared out out of its mind zara is scared I uh, hate birds. The birds are like rodents with wings, and I hate rats and True. all rodents. All yes. right, but I have to be the man. I have to be the husband. So I'm trying yes. to be all calm and controlled. Zara's like Michael. What do we do? What do we do? I'm, I'm like Zara. Go back into the garage. Get into your car and go drive around for a while. I will take care of this. <laughs> all right. So Zara just I stands thought that there. was weird, but I was Zara like, Zara okay. stands there bewildered. I and I have to like, nope. Just just, just go do it. So then um, she goes out. I kind of like follow her out. Um, Zara reverses her car, but she has not opened up the garage door of our garage yet and backs into the back 
of the garage door. But but it wasn't bad. Like it, it the garage door still works. The garage My car door still is not works. damaged. Everything's fine. It is like a little bit dented, but you that, can't tell. But that was beyond my wildest dreams. Like I like I just stood there. Like my heart sunk because I'm like, this is awful. So then thankfully I go to the back. The garage door still works. So then frantic Zara is able leave. to leave our I just, house. I'm just like and driving she just around. Drives around. It's so creepy. I keep kind of like driving by our house and just see like flashes of Michael like inside the house. What were you doing during this time, Michael? All right. All right. So during this time, as Zira leaves, the frantic bird has actually collapsed on top of our refrigerator. And I swore it was dead. I mean, like it's like it's like laying on its back. Um, and so I go and get a dustpan and, and a broom and I'm ready to like sweep this dead bird up because I thought we had given it a heart attack. <laughs> um, and then I turn on the kitchen lights to get a better view of it. And the bird is not dead. It begins to start Psych! flying again. Not and dead. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So then I open up both of our doors, like our front door and our back door. And I'm just kind of just like sitting like sitting like on like the couch waiting for the bird to like fly away. But it doesn't. It just flaps e- everywhere. And then it'll perch on on a wall. I don't know how it it'll like literally just be horizontal with this wall and get its little bird talons into into the drywall. I don't know how it was possible, but but it did. So then I Google how to get rid of birds and they, and which I also did while I was in the car. Yes, you actually sent me the exact link to what I looked at like 10 minutes like previous. Good, good, good. Um and so they said turn off all of the lights to your house, keep the doors open and the bird will eventually find this door. So my, This is like good information for anybody else who uh might find themselves in this situation yes. in the future. Well, not good enough cuz it didn't work. So well. so then I go to our bedroom, I turn off all of the lights except for in our bedroom. I'm just playing some iPhone games. And I hear the birds start flapping, and I'm like, shoot, it's moving again. And then it stops flapping, and I'm like, cool, it has left the building. So then I go into the living room, turn on the lights, psych, the bird is still in there. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm just pretty angry. I'm like, bird, you have disrupted my evening. So I get a towel, and I'm just like, hey, I feel like I'm going to just throw a towel onto this bird on the wall and and the towel will fall on top of the bird and then I can just pick it up like a picnic sack and just dispose of it out in the wilderness, uh, aka my front yard. <laughs> so then I throw the, the the towel, but it doesn't it hits the bird, but it doesn't collapse on the birds. So then the bird's flapping all all around. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm 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 gonna just swing this towel at a bird like like it's a like it's a bull, and I am a matador, and I'm going to get this bird out of my house eventually. Oh my gosh! So I just go with the tactic of never letting the bird rest. The bird just flies around frantically for two or three minutes, and it keeps flying above like the door frame, like it's like way up high. And I'm like, you dumb bird! If you were just in like the normal eyesight level, you could escape and. Finally, I get it down to eye level, which was kind of terrifying, this flying bird being at my eye level. Sure. And um, then it eventually found our back door. Uh, All in all, it took about 10 minutes, and it was hysterical. Slash terrifying. Very terrifying. Mostly terrifying. Very terrifying. Oh, my gosh. There was a live animal in our house. So there was a live bird. It got out. I'm glad we did not have to call pest control. I for sure thought we were going to. I'm glad that our garage door works. 
All of those things. And I'm glad that a bird did not poop all over our house. I know. I kept like looking for poop, but I didn't find any. But there was no poop. I know. It's good. I totally forgot that I went to go get the mail. And this makes more sense. Maybe. So we have on our fireplace, we we have this, I guess, kind of like gate thing mm-hmm. that you use to secure the fireplace. Um, and it doesn't fully shut. So it's like a little bit ajar. And I know for a fact that... Um, there is a bird's nest like on top of our chimney. Well, that's for sure um, how it happened. That um, I was, whenever we purchased this house, they said, hey, you should get like a cover for for the top of your chimney because birds could make a nest in there. And, and, I'll, and I was like, yeah, sure. And I, I never did. And now there is a bird's nest. But then the bird would have had to fallen through the chimney and then come out that gate. And I don't think there was enough room for it to come out that gate. Oh, I think there was. So I I like the the bird came through the, the front door as I was checking the mail theory better. Nope, that's not how it happened. Well, all in all, it was quite exciting. Quite terrible. And terrible. So that is our marriage moment. This will go into the history books of the Married with Mouse Here's Marriage Moments. We'll be telling this story for years. We will be telling decades. Our own me and Zara have secretly been calling our future baby Little Bird. Oh God! And it puts a whole new twist. It on really does. This story. Oof, that's awkward. Yep. Well, that that happened. <laughs> well, now it's time <laughs> for a more happy and perky segment for this episode. Thank God. Zero to hero. Zero to hero. Zero. All right, Zara, so what is your hero for this week? Oh, man. Uh, so many things because we haven't done this in a while, but I'm going to have to go with the return of a few of my favorite TV shows. Ooh. I'm oh, going to go okay. with Queer Eye Season 2 has come on Netflix. and I've How already, has that already been in Season 2? You just gave a shout-out to that like a month ago. I know. it was. It came back faster. I mean, I think they obviously like... Maybe they knew it was going to be a hit, and they just recorded a ton of it like a while ago. But I was super excited to see that. It's only eight episodes, so I was able to burn through that pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. So I already finished it all, and I'm kind of sad that now I don't have anything to do to to watch with that again. But um, I I'd say I like season one a little tiny bit more, but season two was was still definitely strong. It was good, and also. Another one of my favorite shows, Jane the Virgin, um, the most recent um, season four had been on TV, and I never set like the DVR, and it never came on Hulu, so I didn't really have a way to watch it, and so finally, um, they put the newest season on Netflix, so I'm able to start binging that, which is awesome. Um, I love that show, and I keep finding more people who watch it so I can talk to them about it, and it's awesome. And also... I'm not going to lie, a ton of people like that show. Yeah, I know. And that actress is, like, famous now. She's yeah. awesome. Um, another random show that I found um, in, while you were out of town, actually. Well, before I think before you went out of town, then I finished it while you are out of town. Um, is a show on Netflix called 100% Hotter, which is the dumbest name ever. It's so stupid. Is this that show that I keep walk, walking in yes. on? Oh, yes. Yikes. So it is the British version, basically, of what not to wear, which that was one of my favorite shows. Um, Stacey and Clinton, they would, like, re, like do makeovers for people. So this is it takes place in London, uh, somewhere in London, I guess. Um, 
And so everyone has British accents, which, which of course makes the show that much better. But these people in London, they find like the craziest, most out there, like alternative, like usually like goth, just like the weirdest, like most alternative looking people that they can find. Um, they are nominated by their friends and they come in and they're like, we're going to make you 100% hotter. So the the premise is that they ask people on the streets to like rate them before and rate them after. Yeah. Um, but basically, they redo their wardrobe, they redo their hair, they redo their makeup, and it is a drastic transformation. Sometimes the people keep their look. A lot of times they probably don't because I feel like this is like a one-day thing. They didn't like spend like, – like with Queer Eye, they literally spend like a week make, making over them – Touching different parts of their lives, like food, their home. It's like a more invasive, intensive kind of transformation. Yeah. Whereas with this one, it's probably like just like one day and they're like, oh, cool. I look different. And then like, that's it. They don't really. So it's kind of more like surface level type of thing, but it is also very entertaining. And if you like makeover shows, you will probably like this. Sure, it looks wild, but you obviously love this. I enjoyed it, That's and I sure. got other people at work to watch it, and they also liked it. So there's that. All well, right, I my hero is also a show that I love and enjoy, and it came on for its second season. This is a, a show that I'm sure a lot of people have not watched, um, but you should. And it is called Goliath, and it comes on Amazon Prime. It stars Billy Bob Thornton. And honestly, I love the stinking show. Um, it just had its second season, only eight episodes. This season was super wild and just bizarre. And I basically, Billy Bob Thornton is this lawyer, and um, he used to be the super famous lawyer. He struggles with alcoholism, and then some shenanigans happen, and, and, and he has to like defend these people. The first season was very different than the second season. Um, but overall I loved it so much. I haven't, I honestly haven't binged a show in probably six months plus just because I'm just more busy or I have other priorities and and other things that that I like doing like researching podcast stuff or, um, house stuff or whatever. I, I seriously watched seven episodes in a row one or I guess like I watched three, took a break, and then I, I watched four. That's a but lot. I watched seven episodes on my off day. That's a lot. Um, the other day, like on Monday. So I love this show, and and I just watched the season finale yesterday. Uh, great show. Um, I it, remember watching. It is more intense. Yeah. There are some f bombs. It is not David and Goliath. That's what yes. Zara thought whenever I said Goliath. I don't know why she thought that. I watched like one episode, and I was like, mm, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not the show for me. I don't like it. So, Michael, that's why we have, like, a separate shows. And then we also have shows um, that we watch together. Correct. But, you know, we'll talk about those later. But, yeah, and so, yeah, in, like, the second season, it, it has a lot of people from shows that I've, like, seen before, as in it had... Um, this random character was Michael from Lost, like oh, that dad. Oh yeah. Morris Chestnut was in this movie, who's who is in like 
I don't know some like '90s like he he was in like Boys in it Boys in the Hood yada yada yada. There's this dude this dude from Scandal. He he was like one of like Olivia Pope's boyfriends. Hmm. There were like a lot of, of of just like random people that I knew in, in like in the second season. There was a dude from Arrested Development that was also in the show. So a lot of just cool random actors that were in it. An entertaining show. Um, if you yeah, so it's. It definitely is more intense in some areas, but it's not like over the top intense. It's not like you're watching The Sopranos, but I've never seen The Sopranos. Yeah, honestly, me neither. I just said that as if <laughs> it was a certain type of show, which we have no idea. Oh well. All right, Zara, what is your zero for this week? This honestly may also be your zero, and it honestly is like slightly a marriage moment moment because it happened to both of us, and it was the worst thing. It wasn't worse than the bird, but Wait, it was... what? It was pretty bad. What are you talking about? I'm talking about our Ocean's 8 experience. Oh, gosh. Okay, that was going to be, yes. Sure. Okay, well, th- it's, th- it's a joint this zero. This is a joint zero. Joint zero, guys. So, um, we go out for a nice evening with um, some of Michael's coworkers and his, like, youth interns. Just, like, a big, like, fun group like movie session everyone wanted to see oceans eight yeah we rolled deep we seriously had eight people with us we were excited um i was excited about this movie i definitely love like the original oceans 11 i had seen i had seen the other like sequels and stuff but i i really like the original the cat we we talked about this in our sum, summer movie preview um the cast looked amazing to me like i liked the premise of it that it was all women the storyline it all sounded really great Aaron, however, was on the fence about it. Well, he was actually saying it wasn't going to be good. So we were Aaron's excited to. Aaron's for, for the summer was that Ocean's 8 was going to, to bomb and not be good. Um, I joked with him. It's because uh, it was an all-female cast. That wasn't why Rude. he said that. That wasn't why he said that. But I just keep joking with him about it. So I, more than anything, wanted this movie to be good so I, so I, I could prove Aaron wrong. Yes, exactly. So... We are at a studio movie grill, which normally we have like a, we don't go to those very often, but we have like a fine okay. time Okay, me and Zara don't go there very often. Me and Aaron and Joaquin go there quite often oh. because it's right next to the church. Yes. You can get food with it um, and it's really easy with movie pass. It's a very simple process. So I think I came from work. Also, for those of you who aren't, who are not from Texas and don't know what studio movie grills are, basically these were the first theaters like in our area that served legit food so basically um they have a full menu a full menu and you just push a button and waiters will come and get your order before the movie or after the movie they will get you refills they will yeah so all you do is you just hit this button and then it alerts a a wait staff person that um you need assistance yes correct so everything michael's saying Yes, is in theory what should happen. So I came from work. I'm pregnant. I was super hungry. I was ready to eat dinner. Um, And we sit down. We're all early to the show. We got there like at least 15 minutes early. We we order no problem um, before the movie and the previews even start. And we... A lot of people around us, like the people next to us, both got their like drinks and their appetizers right away. Um, Michael gets a Dr. Pepper and then, um, I had ordered a water, never got that. 
So we're just like waiting, kind of like everyone around us is getting their food. Like the the rest of our party behind us all got their like dinner meals already. So basically we order this before the trailers. So there's 20 minutes of like preview trailers. Yes. Then the movie starts about probably 15 minutes into the movie. I keep everyone around us already has at least their appetizers and their drinks. I keep looking at Michael and we're not the kind of people who are like complainers. Never, ever, ever, ever. Or like kind of like to stir the pot or anything but i keep looking at him and i'm like i'm really hungry like should i at least just like press our button again and like find out what's going on so finally i finally press the button and like someone comes up i'm like hey we still haven't gotten our food yet and i don't have any water can i at least get some water and um they're like oh yeah let me let me go check on that for you um 30, 20 30 minutes go by nothing happens and every time like a waiter comes up to bring somebody food. We keep thinking it's ours. So we're like super distracted and it's not our food. So then finally, I think we do the same thing again or yeah. like somebody walks by and we're like, excuse me, like it's literally, our food and, it's literally halfway she through the just movie. She wants some water. That's it's, all she wants. It's more than halfway through the movie and we still have not received our food. They're like, oh, oh yes. Let me check on that. Yes, yes, yes. Nothing happens. Nobody does anything. We don't have any food. We are so angry and hungry. Like we are just 0% enjoying our movie experience because of this, because of what happened, because of our service. So a little bit about mine Zara's role. All right. I have weird social an- anxiety ever asking anybody for anything. If I go to Walmart, I will never ask an employee where something is. I will walk around for 20 minutes. That bothers me to no end. If I have food at a restaurant and me and Zara are together, leftover food, Zara will ask for a to-go box. So that I can put the, my food in my to-go box. I it, also will ask for the check if we are in a hurry. Yes. It, it's very weird. I, I understand. I lead a giant ministry where I have to like take over control. And that I can do. But if it's just me and Zara in our relationship, she's always like the one that like takes over and like asks for things. I didn't. I feel like it didn't used to be like that growing up. But like being married to you. But I have forced I just, her to. I just got to make things happen. Yeah. Like I don't have no time to waste like walking around Walmart. I will. I want to know where it is. And how I can get it quickly. Exactly. So finally, I have literally never done this like in my life. Never. I, I just got up. I didn't even tell Zara. Just got up, go outside. I'm like, yo, where's the manager at? And all <laughs> of a sudden, homeboy and some red polo shows up. And I'm like, hey, man, I ordered my food an hour and a half ago and I haven't gotten it. So I need my food and I need it to be for free. <laughs> and I'm probably never coming back to a studio movie grill again. And, I, and the dude got shook. <laughs> and he's like, all right, sir, it'll be there. And I'm like, cool. This is like, what, 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 this is what I ordered deal 10 minutes before the movie is over. Like you, like it, like I'm it, sure people were so confused. They were like, well, they were probably, yeah, they were probably just as confused as we were. They're like, why are they getting their food? Like right now? This is yeah, so weird. Exactly. So you know how like in like a movie, you know, whenever the ending is, is coming the yes. the climax has has happened the They're resolution like wrapping has it all happened up. that's They're whenever trying. we get our movie and me and Zara have to shove the food into our mouths we just were mouths. so starving at that point like I was just like whatever it's fine like exactly. I was like at least this food was free and we didn't have to pay for it and I and I won't lie it was pretty good me, it was all right yeah I mean like it was it wasn't cold like it was like good food sure 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 for sure. So honestly, Ocean's 8 is my least favorite movie of the whole year right Just now. Just because of, it was ruined by that terrible experience. Like the first half was a bore. It was torture. 
Um, I don't re- like it got funny whenever whenever James Corden showed up. Oh gosh. Um, I don't know if other people disliked the movie as much as I did. It was the worst movie watching experience I've ever had. I liked. I personally liked the movie. I agree. It was super hard to like focus on it because of what happened, but I. Again, liked the all-female cast. Um, I thought uh, Anne Hathaway was great. Sandra Bullock, of course, I love. Um, lots of good things there. I, I also loved the fashion aspect of it because I was a um, fashion major in college. And the seeing the dresses that they wore and stuff like on the screen was really awesome. And the fact that the Met Gala um, played really big into the um, storyline of the that movie. That is true. That is true. It was super cool because that's something I like like to follow and like knowing what the theme is going to be. And I actually got to see um, when I was in New York in college um, the Alexander McQueen um, exhibit um, at the Met, which was super awesome. So I kind of was picturing that in my head. And the way they had um, their like movie display um, set up, like I could kind of picture that. And so that was really neat. And so I liked that aspect. So the movie definitely didn't fall flat for me. Like it had, um, it was good, but I agree. Like the experience was obviously just like the worst yeah. of ever. Ser- seriously, I'm probably boycotting. I already told Aaron and Joaquin, I'm going to need like a couple months off from Studio Movie Grill. At least. Which for me is impressive because I go there like two or three times a month. Like probably every Thursday that Zara works. Losing their business there. Yeah. Losing business. E- exactly. All right. Do you want to talk really quickly about our other movie watching experience last night with, with Barb and Isaac? Sure. We saw Jurassic World. Um... It was, I, I, I actually, we haven't, I don't even think that we've like talked about how much we like this movie yet. So I don't know what your feelings are going to be on it. So we saw it on Friday night, opening night, the theater was stinking packed. Mm -hmm. Um, the AC was also out in this AMC. So that was also kind of like a rough movie watching If it wasn't for the Studio Movie Girl experience, the AMC experience would have been the worst one Movie theaters, like, get your crap together. I know. It's hard that AMC has AC in its name and it didn't have AC in (laughs) our theater. I was confused. AMC minus conditioning. That's what it stands for. Oh my gosh, Zara. Mm -hmm. There it is. It is. That mm-hmm. joke was so good that I'm going to probably like tweet that out <laughs> later. Just letting you know. Um, so Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom uh, has gotten a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 62% by critics. Or sorry, by by users. Oh. 62 by users. Not fi- so good. 50 by critics. And I knew that going into the movie. Um, and honestly, I like this movie much more than what these reviews indicate. Did you like it more than the previous one with Chris Pratt? Um... No, maybe I have to rewatch that one. It always just involves like dinosaurs getting loose and everyone freaking out. Like, is there ever a premise where that's not, you know, any Jurassic Park movie that that's not the premise? I don't think so. Like the dinosaurs, like that's where that's what you go to see is like the dinosaurs getting loose and everyone getting scared and stuff like that. That's what makes it scary. But this one had some like different elements to it like animal trafficking and like well yeah so let's scary, not spoil it like too much scary weird genetic stuff obviously like it's yeah. all about genetics and all that stuff but well, well yeah the thing that i did like a- about this one was this one was genuinely pretty scary yeah um that i that they went harder on like the scariness 
um, of the dinosaurs and the dinosaurs. Yeah, so that was great. Um, Chris Pratt was super funny in this movie. He's always funny. I don't necessarily remember him being that funny in the previous one. Um, And the previous one actually, like, set a lot of records. Like, it Mm -hmm. was one of the highest grossing movies ever, um, which is wild. Mm -hmm. But... I think that this one was just as good. There were some corny moments. Like I kept talking to Isaac where there was like this scene where there's like this eight-year-old girl, nine-year-old girl, and she is like scaling the outside of her house as if she's Spider-Man or like Batman. That was kind of crazy. And I'm like, all right, you're like... While it was raining, I think. Yes. I'm like, you're an elementary school age girl. This isn't possible. So there were some things like that. Yeah. Um, that were, I'm sure if I was a critic, I would have laughed at. Yeah. But as an entertaining movie, the movie was very in- entertaining and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I mean, yeah, I like to see those actiony type movies. As long as it's not Planet of the Apes, I'll see it. This movie kind of is like Planet of the Apes though. But they weren't apes, they were dinosaurs. I know, I There's know. There's a difference. I prefer dinosaurs. Do, do you? I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Well, that is all that we have for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed our um, co- our continuing list and ranking of our Disney songs, our favorite songs. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you think that uh, we are too crazy, if this list balanced out our top 10 list, if we should go more hot takey in this next one. You uh, can... Um- let us know on our Instagram or on marriedwithmouseears.com, apparently. Exactly. It Very is live. Exciting. Um, and also, um, if you're booking a trip to Disney World or anywhere uh, at Disney property, contact uh, Wendy at Yellow Shoe Travel. All right. Well, that is all that we have for this episode. Have a great week. Peace. Bye. Like Tarzan and Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Crip Captain Hook and any evil that embarks If baby starts to leave his mark I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light Oh come here my Snow White To have a princess for a wife Yeah that'd be alright Chilling up in the castle all day and night Girl you're in the middle of my circle of life